0: checking out college football on the West Coast. This is Get Off My Pylon, a look at the Pac-12 and more. Part of the College Gridiron Coast to Coast Podcast Network. Here's your host, Matt Zemeck. Welcome to the Get Off My Pylon College Football Podcast. This is your co-host Matt Zemeck, along with co-host Alex Blau, and it is bowl season. Uh, you know it's it's Christmas season, but it's also bowl season. So let's, let's unwrap the Pack twelve presents. My favorite season under a tree. And let's let's look at what's in store for for Santa Claus uh, and uh, the rest of us during Pack twelve football bowl season. Let's start with the undercards. Let's start with like the smaller gifts. You know the the the, the, the smaller little things that you hang in a in a stocking um, before getting to the really big shiny boxes. Uh, with, with the high-end items. And so, um, you know, let's do the pre-Christmas bowls first. So they were a really intriguing uh, pair of matchups on uh, Saturday, December 17th. Um, you have Fresno State and Washington State uh, in, in one bowl game. That could be really interesting. And then you also have Florida and Oregon State uh, in another one of the pre-Christmas bowls. Uh, that's be in vegas um so you know interesting matchups there and then when you get on the other side of, of christmas day ucla and Pitt in the sun bowl uh and also oregon and north carolina what could be a really explosive really fun holiday bowl and of course the holiday bowl has not been played each of the last two years uh one because of the pandemic the next year uh, one was because ucla had a COVID-19 episode, Um, so you really haven't had a a holiday bowl since 2019, Um, and then you also have Washington against Texas, so Steve Sarkeesian used to be the head coach at Washington, going up against the Huskies, so, you know, uh, uh, we'll get to the Cotton Bowl and the uh, Rose Bowl later, but, you know, these five December Bowl games, you know, that kind of the appetizers, maybe Washington, Texas is a main force and not an appetizer. Uh, oregon north carolina you could maybe also put it put it put it in that category as well what are you looking for in these pac 12 bowl games uh, like do you think one pack 12 team is under unique pressure to get the job done uh in, in one of these disc- my- bowl games uh, what, what's your overview of the landscape you know with each of those matchups
1: Okay, yeah, in my opinion, Oregon State's definitely got to get it done out of the bat. Florida is, is a team that has shown their struggles. You know, they're already questioning their head coach after one season, and the, their, top, their top two QBs aren't playing. So you're playing the third string signal caller. Oregon State is a team that I think can solidify this, hey, the Pac-12 was good this year. People around the country need to take note. Uh, Oregon State is a win. I think the pressure's on them because, frankly, there's no excuse for them to lose. Um, you mentioned right out of the gate, actually, the, the Texas uh, UW game. I'm very excited for sure. I know Texas is going to be without Bijan Robinson, and a few other uh, big star names, him being probably the biggest. Uh, but still, you know, Quinn Ewers, Michael Penix, let's see what you guys got. Sling it out. I think that's going to be a QB showdown, especially with implications going into next season. That is my favorite pre-Christmas bowl game.
0: And the other thing about Quinn uh, Yours against uh, Michael Penix is that you get it in the Alamo Bowl, so that's in a domed stadium. So like you don't, you're not going to be playing that game in snow. You're not going to be playing that game in in wind or rain. You get it in the perfect climate controlled conditions. Let it fly. Exactly made for a shootout. Um, and and it's and I think we're going to see something similar in the Holiday Bowl. Uh, interestingly enough, first it's also the first Holiday Bowl in Petco Park. of the Padres they're they're um you know the last holiday bowl was in you know the the ballpark known as Qualcomm but really for older guys like me you know you're not old but I am uh Mm -hmm. I will always call it the Murph or you know Jack Murphy Stadium you know that that the ball that ballpark was demolished since the 2019 holiday bowl so they haven't had a bowl game in, in San Diego since this is the first holiday bowl in three years and it looks like one of those classic holiday bowl shootouts you know, from back in the day, BYU against SMU or uh, Iowa-San Diego State. You know, both, you know, super-duper shootouts. Plenty of other ones over the years. Uh, interesting, like, like, Texas and Washington had had, a, had a, uh, a Holiday Bowl shootout. Texas and Oregon also had a wild Holiday Bowl game. You know, just it doesn't feel like the Holiday Bowl if you don't have a ton of points. Bo Nix <laughs> against Drake May uh, in San yeah. Diego. Like, that just seems like all sorts of fun. Hopefully, uh, that'll Santa, be a good one. Hopefully, Santa put a lot of touchdowns underneath the tree uh, for that <laughs> game. So yeah, between the Holiday Bowl and the Alamo Bowl, uh, th- those could just be extraordinarily uh, fun games. And the one one really good, especially good point you make. You know, like you always make good points, but the especially one, <laughs> especially good one you made is that yes, leading into 2023, Texas and Washington, like this is a classic bowl momentum game carrying, carrying into the off season on a high note, you know, s- establishing an identity, establishing a culture for spring ball for the off season, you know, stamping ourselves as, Hey, we're a top 10 team. We're going to be a frontline contender for the playoff next year that Washington, Texas bowl. Exactly. Cause North Carolina, is think- probably not going to be a contender uh, nationally next season. Um, But but Washington, Washington, Texas, both teams, you can absolutely say like that they are gonna expect to contend for big prizes next year.
1: Yeah, them them and their QBs, their QBs individually, I think have a lot to go up for next year. Uh, but to also speak on a broader point, I know I mentioned, you know, people are gonna be watching Oregon State. No one if UW and Oregon, these are two teams that are staying, no matter. who leaves the pack 12, 10. So these are two teams that, that can do a lot for the conference as well.
0: That's right. That you, like 2023 is going to be the last year with USC and UCLA in the pac 12. So yes, like if you're trying to form an identity and make sure that like you are the destination program in the pack 12, yes, that's something Washington and, and Oregon are definitely playing for uh, in these pack 12 bowl games. Um, more, more on the bowls in just a moment, but first, hey, you know, with college bowl season underway, you know, so you're looking for the best bowl game seats at the most competitive prices, and we want to make sure you take advantage of Ticket Smarter in their mobile app. So buying college football bowl tickets online requires trust. Ticket Smarter is partnered with more than 100 universities and 24 conferences as their official ticket resale marketplace. They've also partnered with ESPN events as an official ticket resale partner. And so for the best selection of NCAA football bowl game tickets, and boy, Oregon, North Carolina, and Texas, Washington, figured to be a whole lot of fun. Ticket Smarter makes sure fans from all over the country traveling to a bowl game at a neutral site experience the power and excitement of college football live. So purchase your bowl game tickets quickly, securely, and at the best prices on the secondary market with the Ticket Smarter mobile app or at ticketsmarter.com. And we have an additional offer for those listening to all our podcasts on College Gridiron Coast to Coast. Take 5% off your purchase of $100 or more with our promo code, GRIDIRON22. That's GRIDIRON22 for 5% off your order of 100 bucks or more. And that code isn't just for one-time use. It's for as many times as you want to use for this college football bowl season. So check out the selections and pricing now with TicketSmarter. And remember our code, GRIDIRON22. Think smarter at ticket Smarter. So uh, now let's get to the to the main courses. So Penn State, Utah in the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, and a very intriguing Cotton Bowl, not what anyone expected, but it is a, an intriguing matchup between USC and Tulane. So let's let's tackle the Rose Bowl. And the big breaking news uh, from re- recent weeks is that Utah's Clark Phillips, the elite cornerback. And elite tight end Dalton Kincaid, they're not playing in this game. So, you know, Alex, when I saw this matchup, I'm thinking, you know, okay, Sean Clifford of Penn State against Cam Rising, like Utah has a significant advantage at quarterback. So I was firmly putting this game in the Utes column as my prediction. But, whoa, these are two really big absences for the Utes. And now I would have to give a slight lean to Penn State. With Utah, I'm ah, those really two big pieces.
1: Yeah, so they're they're definitely two massive losses, and 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 constant. Yeah, so they're they're definitely two massive losses, and and there's no doubt they're going to play a huge impact. But uh, constant listeners of our program will know that Utah's calling card this season has been next man up, has been playing through adversity of uh, your starters, frankly, not being available when i look at penn state i see a team that first off has a terrible history in january uh secondly a lot of the teams they've won especially in this big stretch over the last four games have been sub 500 opponents nobody really highly respectable in the ncaa football landscape uh so despite these losses i'm i'm not worried i think utah's game plan and the key pieces like QB cam rising they have in place can propel them past the Nittany lines.
0: I, I do think that if Utah does win, it's gonna be because Sean Clifford's limitations at quarterback for Penn State are just, you know, too pervasive and he's just not gonna do enough uh, to expose the limitations that that Utah does have on defense. And and let's 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 also keep this in mind that you know Utah is Pac-12 champion and Utah kicked USC's butt, but you know, if you don't have Caleb Williams getting hurt, like Caleb Williams was electric in that first quarter of the Pac-12 championship game. And if he doesn't get hurt, uh, you have to think that USC puts up a lot more than the 24 points it ultimately ended with. So, you know, that is that is something just to keep in mind as kind of a, a tempering, cautionary kind of note uh, about the Utah defense. Like, this was not a great Utah defense this year. You know, obviously gave up 42 to USC in the regular season, gave up gave up 35 to UCLA. You know, UCLA won that game 42-32, but five points or seven points were on a, a fumble return for a touchdown. So UCLA, UCLA's offense scored 35, not 42, against Utah. But still, like UCLA's offense had a very good day, gained close to 500 yards uh, against Utah. Florida had a good week against Utah in week one. Um, Utah was able to play well on defense against Oregon but of course that's when Bo Nix was not fully healthy he was not 100% for that game so it's really going to be interesting to see how the limitations of Sean Clifford defense state against the limitations of Utah on defense uh, and especially now without Clark Phillips you know you would think that James Franklin's going to try and hunt the matchup at cornerback uh, with Clark Phillips out of there and of course what did we see Alex, last year from Utah, or last season from Utah in the Rose Bowl? Utah did, was undermanned in the secondary, and you know, you now Penn State does not have a Jackson Smith-Najigba who's going to catch over 300 yards of passes, but Penn State does have stand a much better chance now in the passing game, being able to pick on uh, a backup Utah cornerback, and it's going to test that next man up theory, that next man up principle. You know, can Utah's backup corners uh, hold up on an island
1: with Clark Phillips no longer there to save the day? I mean, personally, I, I think this is going to be a game that Penn State plays their way out of. I just I, I don't think from what I've seen, especially down the run from Penn State, they're a team and a roster that can compete with Utah, even if they have some second guys up. Now, yeah, the defense, it's going to be questionable, especially – I, I feel like we judge all Utah defenses with a little bit of criticism, given that they've been so dominant the past few years. Uh, this clearly isn't that case, but I think they're good enough to get the job done.
0: It's, it's going to be fascinating. I think, you know, basically with with Utah's op, uh, opt-out for Phillips and with Dalton Kincaid suffering an injury, I do not really – I don't think if you're dealing with an injury that that's an opt out because you're really just trying to protect your health. I think that's a, that should be viewed sure uh, a little bit uh, differently. Inability
1: to play. Uh, yeah, accessibility. yeah. Sure.
0: So, but with I think that game is pretty much a coin flip at this point with Utah's main losses, you know, kind of evening out the edge that I thought the youths originally had. It's going to be interesting. I
1: don't know uh,
0: on January second. What well, uh, the other big Pac-12 bowl game, game on January second? USC and Tulane, and of course. Caleb Williams playing status and he suffered the hamstring injury against Utah uh, on December 2nd, one note here. So the first new year's six bowl game is the orange bowl between Tennessee and Clemson. That's on Friday, December 30th. This cotton bowl is on Monday, January 2nd. So like if this new year's six game, the cotton bowl was on December 30th, that's three fewer days that Caleb Williams would have had to rehab that hamstring injury. He gets three Mm -hmm. extra days as part of a four-week break. And he said right after, well, not right after, but a couple days after the Pac-12 championship game, he said he intends to play this game. He intends to rehab himself to the point where he thinks he'll play in this game. And so that tells me Caleb Williams wants this. Caleb Williams wants to win this game. It's important for him. You know, we were talking earlier about Washington versus Texas in the Alamo Bowl, creating momentum into the following season. So Caleb Williams seems to have that same mindset. And I think Lincoln Riley does too. This is a really important game for them. A lot of USC fans might go, oh, Tulane, big deal. You know, this is this is you know, we could have been in the playoff, never playing Tulane, you know, as though it's it's such a disappointment. Well, hey, this is a New Year's Six bowl game, and Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley really seem to have the attitude, which more than anything else, I think is going to shape this game. You know, does USC care? I mean, we get on US, We get on these teams from the SEC when they don't make the playoff and they grumble and grouse and sulk. Well, this is a chance for USC to show that it takes the Cotton Bowl seriously, that it values it, and it's not going to grumble and sulk and let Tulane win this game. That is the biggest key for you.
1: Yeah, you hit the nail. You hit the nail right on the head i think this whole season you know the winning was great i don't think that was expected it was great i think the players said we could do it but it was about building that culture and building a program where you get people to buy in because that's ultimately what usc's has been lacking it it hasn't had the proper motivators it seems like they've gone on to have great success elsewhere and tremendous for them we love to see it but now is somebody who says i have a clear vision i have an identity And he's getting the players to buy in. You know, just the other weekend, we saw Caleb brought his entire offensive lineman to the Heisman Ceremony in New York. It's more about not the individual player, but the program. And that's come important. This This is a game that USC says, all right, let's impose our will against Tulane and show the fan base and show the nation, you know, sure, we didn't get to the college football playoffs, but we're not going anywhere. And this Heisman guy, he's coming back. Uh,
0: Heisman Trophy winner playing against Tulane in a New Year's Six poll. Who who would have imagined that storyline uh, before the 2022 Pac-12 season? Yeah, uh, uh, would have began.
1: Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't. I don't think there were many. I think you know everyone knew what Caleb was. I think people had an idea what Caleb was capable of. This year has really, really taken him to another level. Um, but but yeah, no, this is this is a big game for USC. Uh, I know Caleb says he hopes to play. If he can't, and it comes down to Miller Moss time, you know, the pieces are around him. Let's, let's see what Moss can do.
0: Well, we will see if we get to see what Miller Moss can it's, do it, against Tulane. It could
1: be Matt, Matt Zemeck. It could be Miller time.
0: That is why Alex Blau is my co-host here on the Get Off My Pylon college football podcast, part of the College of Gridiron Coast to Coast Network. All right, so uh, we have to say that with the college football bowl season here, uh, you need a sportsbook with integrity and longevity that you can rely on, like BetUS. So did you know that BetUS has been pioneers in the sportsbook industry for over 25 years, thriving and paying their loyal customer base quickly and securely? We want you to go to BETUS.com and take advantage of an offer we have on our shows from College Gridiron Coast to Coast. You'll receive a 125% sign-up bonus by using our code COAST22. That's COAST22. Put $100 in, get an additional $125 to play with. Put $200 in, you get $250 oh. back, and so on. And BetUS also has the NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, any sport you can think of. Also, the, you know, the, the World Cup. Uh, just ended but you know there's always other events just around the bend in 2023 so your college football fans we want you to be with us all bowl season long on betus check them out at betus.com and remember our 125% match bonus for initial signups with our code coast22 betus you bet you win you get paid all right, Alex, so just final thoughts on, on the bowl season. And, and actually, let's just give some predictions for each of these uh, Pac 12 uh, games. Uh, let's, let's start let's with do the Audi it. Bowl, Oregon,
1: North Carolina. Oregon, North Carolina. I think this is going to be, you know, just the QB showdown, as we mentioned. I expect big offensive play. Um, that being said, you know, when you throw the ball 40 times, I think you could see some turnovers. Um, I expect both teams. To get over 21 points, but I'm going to call it an Oregon Ducks win, 35, 31. Matt Demick, your thoughts?
0: I think Oregon's going to win. I think that you know that the, the bitter taste of choking away the civil war against Oregon State, not making the Pac-12 change the game, like the, or the Oregon has something to prove uh, about where it is. And North Carolina fell off a cliff late in the season. You're not going to see North Carolina's best football. Oregon is going to expose North Carolina (laughs) and win this game pretty comfortably. All right, Washington, Texas, and the Alamo.
1: Washington, Texas. This one is known to be a high scoring affair, but I don't know if Michael Penix and UW can keep up with Texas. Um, You know, Quinn Ewers was that guy for a reason, and I think he's just getting started. Sure, there's no B. John Robinson. That just means more pressures on him. I, I don't know if it's going to be as high-scoring. I'm going to call that a Texas win 28-24. Give me Kalen
0: DeBoer over Sark any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Woo! Washington over Okay. Texas. All right. Sun okay. Bowl, UCLA, and Pitt. An interesting part here, Keaton Slovis was going to play in this game for Pitt against UCLA, so you could have had a USC-UCLA action here but Slovis no he's transferring from Pitt so you're not going to get Slovis against UCLA and El Paso
1: is there word on DVR he's set to play correct haven't
0: heard haven't heard that he's opting out as of yet that could change but haven't uh, heard as, as of this time
1: you know what I'm going to take not Pitt which means I'm not going to give a prediction on this game
0: all right, all right, USC Trojan <laughs> student Alex Blau. Wow. I, I see we'll how you're. We'll take the wrong. Bruins.
1: We'll take the Bruins. That there I you go. You can a, you can utter the, okay. okay. you utter the B we'll word. It's okay.
0: It's okay. Utter the B word. you are gonna when, uh, survive. All right. Penn State. Somewhere Utah. between
1: twenty-four to. Tw- Penn State Utah. Okay. This I do not think is going to be a high-scoring game at all. I think yep. the, the missing factors on offense for Utah. Mixed with just the inconsistency and lack of production from the Penn State offense. 1813. <clears> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll call it, I'll call it 1613, maybe 2113, somewhere along those lines. Utah win.
0: All right. I did say I was leaning toward Penn State earlier in the show, but you know, now it's prediction time and do I really want to pick James Franklin over Kyle Whittingham put, in a big game?
1: Got to put your money where your mouth is.
0: Yeah. So I was leaning toward Penn State, but no, I can't pick James Franklin over Kyle Whittingham. So I'm going to reverse myself. And, and maybe that's weakness here on the Get Off My Pile on College Football Podcast. I know that's not why you listen to this show, but yeah, when it comes to prediction time and, you know, you got to put up or shut up. <sighs> I can't bet against Kyle Whittingham going up against mm. James Franklin. Whittingham is
1: definitely ah. a better
0: coach here. I'm riding with the youths. Sorry, folks in Salt sure. Lake City. I I really shouldn't have doubted you on the air, but I did. But I'm going to come around before it's too late. I'm going to make my conversion. I repent of my sins uh, in Salt Lake City. I'm taking Utah over Penn State. All right, Cotton yeah, The
1: Mormons are listening.
0: Cotton Bowl, USC Tulane, for me, Alex, it's pretty easy. If Caleb Williams plays and he's, you know, reasonably mobile, USC wins. If he doesn't play, Miller Moss is not ready to win this game and Tulane wins. So, any any different take from you on that one?
1: I wouldn't – I think Miller Moss could keep it close just because of the team around him. But, yeah, I, I think it does all come down to Caleb. It's either going to be a blowout or it's going to be a tough, close, gritty loss. All
0: right. Hey, Alex. You know, this is this is our last broadcast for 2022 because obviously during uh, Christmas week, you know, that's a time to be with uh, friends and family, uh, the holiday season. Alex, thanks oh, for yeah, being that's my cool. co-host. No, Matt,
1: Matt, I get it. Are you are you not inviting me to Christmas? Because that's cool, whatever. Uh, I am. You, you I'm I to Do it over the air.
0: You know, you know, by not having a podcast on Monday, December 26th, I'm allowing you to celebrate Boxing Day or. Saint Stephen's day with with your friends mm. and family. That's that's what I want for well, you Alex. I, I, As a I do token of it. my thanks the
1: eight, to you for the 2022.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So I, Alex, thank you for everything in 2022 and for those listening that's here to pleasure. the Get thank Off you. My Pylon college football podcast. We'll be back in 2023 for our bowl review uh in the Pac-12. So we wish you a happy holiday season and we invite you once again to check out all our podcasts from College Gridiron Coast to Coast. Find them at Red Circle, find them at Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you listen to your favorite college football podcast, check out all of these podcasts. Um, with They're going to be previewing and reviewing bowl games along with the rest of us. So you want to check them out. College Gridiron Coast to Coast, Red Circle, Google, Apple, Spotify. So for Alex Blau, this is Matt Zemek wishing you and yours for a very happy and safe holiday season here on the Get Off My Pylon College Football Podcast.